do you talk to your mother with that mouth? Welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. E3 does it again. What is in the water? We'll discuss the latest in today's episode. And we'll be talking about how Regina and I are geeking out this week in a new segment where we talk about what we're reading, playing, and watching. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. Well, Regina, um, I've never been to E3. Me neither. But now I'm extremely curious. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to go just to be a raging feminist in the room. <laughs> well, either that or I'm more curious about, you know, just getting some context. Yeah. Um, about the environment, um, what the atmosphere is like, and just the, the, the culture. I mean, is it a no-holds-barred kind of event? Exactly. Or... <laughs> Is it just jinx? <laughs> or a um, little bit of both, maybe. Yeah. I kind of okay. get the impression that it's, it's you know, controlled chaos to a degree. Yeah, but it's still at the same time. It's sort of like, you know, the your company Christmas party. Why people still continue to get drunk and do things that they're going to be embarrassed about on Monday, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. It, it does seem to keep continuing back to that. And and this is early in the coverage. It's only been going on for a couple of days at the point at this point. But already we have controversies to talk about. Yeah. Well, and I didn't know anything about it. I've been I, I've had my head buried in, in work. And so I was glad that you let me know, <clears throat> sent me a couple of articles about what's been going on. And from what I read, there are three things that are of concern and I think they're at very various levels of degree, only one of which I really feel like that I would I would actually battle on a hill to uh, <laughs> up a hill with a sword in, yeah. the, in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what which how would you order these three offenses? Uh, what do you think was the fir- the worst one? Because, you know, we know, we, you and I have talked, we know which ones we're talking about. Right, right. And and we know the, the differences in opinion we tend to have on some of these things. So uh, for me, I think the one, the, the one that stood out in terms of um, bad professionalism first for me was the event at the Microsoft press conference with the game producer and the community manager who are gaming together. Yeah, that, it was a, it was a, seems like an impromptu, at least for the community managers, like right. an impromptu live gaming event. Yes. Um, and the um, I think the one for me that was the most offensive was were the tweets that I saw with Anita Sarkeesian's reporting of the uh, E3 event. Yes, yes, where she mentioned there were no female protagonists in the Microsoft launch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I even have trouble talking about it. I'm, I'm struggling with my words because mm-hmm. there just aren't any. Yes. And the only words that have been used are so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> They're so offensive we can't t- say them on the show because we do try to keep a <laughs> non-flagged for <laughs> yeah, even if bad we... words. <laughs> Yeah, even if we had explicit ratings, I just I wouldn't say I wouldn't say these things out loud. Yeah, I just no, I know. They're yeah. just my feelings while reading them were 
uh, it scared me. It made me feel unsafe and it made me feel just really, really sad. Yeah, absolutely. So of the three, what would you say your biggest hot button is? Um, I think for me, the, um, the banter comment about, you know, just calm down, you know, don't wait a second. It'll be over insinuated domination joke. Let's say, uh, oh, you talking about during the gameplay yeah, during the event during okay. the gameplay during the event between um, the uh, producer of the game and one of the PR people, a uh, you know man and woman playing a game, and he you know makes a comment that just says you know <laughs> straight out uh, you know uh, just calm down you know d- d- don't worry about it I'll I'll finish killing you in a second essentially and then he made a comment also that well you know you kind of like that huh. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that comment was referring to something else. Actually, he was he was talking about the I think he was talking about the weapon. He said, you like those? Yeah. Um, just let it happen. It'll be over soon was what he said. Yeah. And she said, you have a fight stick. And then she said, wow, you like those. It was a community manager and a producer of the game were the two people who were playing. So the producer was the the guy and the woman was the community manager. My my biggest issue with it, you know, I, I understand you know, the the difference between connotation and denotation is, is a lot of what we talk about when we talk about analyzing literature. And the problem with words is that they have multiple meanings. And as you said, context is king. We need to put things in context. Um, because of the denotation of those, the denotation is the, the dictionary definition. So if you just look at the diff- dictionary definition, it's not, you know, really bad language necessarily. It's not like, oh, I'm going to pin you down and I'm going to, you know, have at you with my member or whatever. (laughs) Right. It's not the dictionary definition of a rape joke. However, the connotation of, you know, oh, don't worry, this will be over soon. I'll be finished with you, you know, in a minute. Um, Has a pretty heavy, you know, uh, the, 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 the context definition of that, I think, is, is problematic. Prior to that um, particular comment during the fight scene, there were no sexual comments made. Right. And there was not a reference specifically made to rape. There was not a reference made to anything. And so to me, what you have to go back to is, is this a common enough phrase in association with rape? And it's really infuriating me that um, people keep referring it to referring to it as the rape joke. And that's good. Good Lord. That's not what it was. That's what I hate worse about everything that I've read is the misinformation and the out of context stuff that people are saying and what they're saying, the real point, Oh God, it drove me nuts. I have to quit reading. (laughs) Um, yes, that, that, that is a, a, a common phrase used with, I had even one guy I read that said, um, it, it's highly reported that this is the, one of the main things rapists say to women when they're raping them. I was like, we well, don't know that. <laughs> well, somebody might've done a study. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, he wasn't quoting the study. Yeah, there wasn't any citation. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, it, it's, it's difficult to say. I, everybody's entitled to their own reactions to, to the way these things happen. And I understand it's kind of a conflation of it, maybe to say it as, 
I don't even really want to say that because I don't think it is because I think language is powerful. And I think that too many women have probably heard those words in a sexual situation in their life for us not to sit here and say it's not, you know, he may not have meant it exactly as a rape joke or, you know, to be the insinuation or the connotation being rape. But it was clearly, here I am a guy dominating you. Yeah, I I don't think you can say that because she just happened. She just happened to be a woman. You can't say that he addressed that comment to her as a woman because what's a more, I mean, I think he would have said it to a man. What's more degrading? I think he just said it as trash talk. Well, then that's the problem. If this is yeah. what trash oh, talk yeah. is, then that's seriously the problem because it shouldn't yes. be. It shouldn't come down to words that hit triggers for women, just period, or men that are degrading to men either. I mean, yeah, that, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, I, I don't think you can extrapolate extrapolate and say it was because she was a woman. I, I, I think the problem is because that the the concept of rape is not taken seriously. I I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, yeah. and But I think the problem here is that you can't not look at it in that context when you have a male and female gamer who are gaming and he says it. Now, had she said it to him, had she been winning? And, and, and if you look at the fight and you watch the footage, I mean, it's not I mean, it's not a fair fight at all. She didn't no. play the game at all. Which, no. you know, is a problem in and of itself. Here here we are as women gamers who are trying to fight to have an image yeah. as, you know, 50% plus of the market share right now. Hi, you know, yeah. don't put a woman gamer up there who has never played a game before against somebody who designed the game. Yeah. You know, that's just wrong. And then on top of it for, you know, and I will fully admit that it was it wasn't Microsoft, you know, it wasn't scripted. These weren't scripted barbs, you know, these were, you know, just the banter that was supposed to come out from them. And I don't know if their instructions had been, oh, we want a little saucy banter as you play and, you know, make sure to kind of, you know, poke with each other. So we have a little fun, you know, play between you two as you're doing this, you know, PVP fighting game. I don't know if that that's what, you know, his interpretation of it was, but the truth is that we, everybody needs to be more sensitive (laughs) and words are powerful and you, you can't, just throw things like that around and think people aren't going to take it seriously. Well, we've talked about on the on the show before about how several references to uh, rape are used as trash talk in MMORPGs. Mm-hmm. And th- that's where I find the, the offense in, in that either through ignorance or from a lackadaisical attitude making a comment about rape there's just there's just nothing funny about no. it and i think it's because i think it's because men do not have or and can't have an understanding of what that means right i mean in in the same way that no one can have an understanding of uh, any type of bigotry without being that person, y- you just can't understand what the 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 meaning of rape is to women. Now, guys saying it back and forth to each other's trash talk, I totally can understand that because they they don't understand what that means. It's not a common or or constant threat to them. Yeah. And so I think it's it's taken on a, a very lax attitude in conversation. Like you said, the words have lost their meaning. Right. That's where I think the offense is. Yeah. And you know, if this is if this is like common language for this producer, it wouldn't have mattered what gender the person was. It's the idea that he's ignorant and that this 
language seemed like perfectly good public language for him. Right, and th- and that it was just something that he could just spout off in the middle of a, yeah. a demo in front of not just, you know, a theater full of people, but, you know, the entire world, essentially, because you have, you know, the entire internet looking at these yeah. press conferences. Like I said, E3 is under more of a microscope because it is mm-hmm. broadcast so widely. And, and you know, the same thing happened last year. This, the same kind of yeah. thing happened last year when one of the PR people for um, Tomb Raider said that people want to take care of Lara Croft. They don't want to see her, you know, struggling. They want to they take care of her. Well, that was just crap and completely, yeah. you know, misunderstood and was a really bad, you know, PR move in terms of that's not generally the idea gamers come into a game with. They're not protecting the character on the screen. They're becoming the character on the screen. Yeah. And so the same, it's the same idea where you have someone who misspeaks and then it becomes, you know, monolithic <laughs> because yeah. it gets picked up the way that it gets picked up and it gets seen by so many people and so many people start conversations based on it with their own interpretations but i don't think we can downplay the idea of of it being rape language at, at any point even if it doesn't have the same potency or the same um weight it might have at one time it's it's still the connotation of of dominance of you know violation is is still exists yeah but how do you know he wasn't talking about dominating her uh, in battle it doesn't it doesn't matter yes it does (laughs) it doesn't it it doesn't because the language is the same and and the violation is the same in in yeah but you've got that you're you're assuming then the worst guilt instead of assuming innocence well and why do you want to start (laughs) by crucifying him first by well say Let's just take the absolute worst meaning of those words that we can think because of, and we'll judge. There's by no that. better way to take it. There, there isn't an absolute good sure. way to take it. Oh, I just meant. Oh, let me dominate you in this game and embarrass you in front of you know all the people who are watching. That didn't need yeah, to be said <laughs> in any way. Yeah, that does, didn't need to because be said. It, he never used the word rape. He never used any sexual words, and he didn't say lay down. He didn't, I mean, there just was no context. That's the reason why I'm saying, number one, it was in a public setting, and I think it was done out of ignorance. It was stupid, and uh, most people took it that way. But I I don't think that you immediately go to, that's the absolute worst thing he could have possibly said. I just don't think so. No, I I mean. That's not the only way those words can be arranged and interpreted. Well, I I would probably pick an argument with that i i mean i yeah you can there there are multiple ways you can interpret any phrase but the idea of male dominance over women is you know so ingrained in our culture yeah that you can't take a phrase that insinuates any kind of domination and not at least have a at least have one of the interpretations be sexual and and i understand that you know because women aren't looked at as warriors, if, if the default to look at her was she was a warrior that he was fighting, then maybe we wouldn't have jumped. People wouldn't have jumped to the conclusion that it was sexual dominance, that he was, you know, that that's what the words related to. But because that's not how we look at women, that's not how we look at women gamers. I mean, you know, half the thing is, you know, here, like I, like I said, don't put a woman up on a stage to play a game who's never played a game before and, and think you're not going to catch some sort of flack for it. Yeah, that's entirely different outside of the uh, supposed rape comment. Though. Right. I, mean, I, I, I agree. But, but 
had she been just as skilled at the game as he had been, what kinds of comments would he have made those same comments? Like, oh, just let me finish you off. You know, just let this happen. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't fight it anymore. So a guy can't trash talk with a woman? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the problem is that gaming trash talk goes back to rape culture. And rape culture is inherent in our society. That's what I'm trying to say. And until we can get to a point where we can... Trash talk goes back to rape culture? Well, when when you're talking... Anytime you talk about teabagging somebody, anytime you talk about, oh man, I just, you know... I mean, people say things like that in game. They say things like that on Xbox. That's why half the women who play, yeah. you know, shooter games on Xbox don't listen to the dialogue or won't actually engage. Academic studies done that, you know, if it is a woman, even if she doesn't say anything sexual or does just makes, oh, good good job, team, comments, she will get comments back about her sexual prowess or boobs or tits or whatever it is. So, yes, right. it is part of game culture, unfortunately, and, and a really dark, really bad part of it. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I just, I think going all the, all the way to saying that this guy targeted her as a woman with a sexually degrading comment I just feel like that's going a little far. She, he, we, if you use the word teabagging, it's very obvious what they're saying. If he had, if he had made some more clear references to what he meant, I just think it's a hard. <laughs> I just don't. There, there are so much bigger offenses. If we go over to what happened on Anita's uh, Twitter site. Oh, absolutely. Now, now we're talking literal. Now we're talking about the douchebags. We're ta we're talking about the problem. Right. Right. Because, but, but, I mean, I'm reading that and I'm I'm reading those tweets and it scared me. Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of the harassment that she's faced has been has been terrifying. And, you know, and she's talked about it in terms of visual harassment that she gets where people yeah. will, you know, pause her videos and take a you know screenshot of her video and then draw a penis in her mouth, you know. I yeah. mean, you know, well, and what's what what blew my mind, though, is she was not commenting on the alleged rape comment. No, she just pointed she was, out that there was no yeah. female protagonist, you know, present in any of the games at Microsoft. I mean, that, that's about as basic a, a, a reporting or journalistic comment. I mean, she, it was just a review. It was an observation. And I, I couldn't believe that is what provoked it. Now, Number one, I think, I mean, you, if you <laughs> look at some of the Twitter names of these people that responded to her, you're like, well, not really surprised that <laughs> he made those kind of comments because he actually made his Twitter name something like that. But I mean, a, it's, hint, a hint of excrement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's actually one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but also, I mean, I get the impression that these these people are following her for the sole purpose of harassing her. Oh, absolutely. And, and but and, and see, that goes back to my to my to my reasoning and my thoughts about how we can't take comments, even if they aren't as blatant as what, um, you know, Anita Sarkeesian has faced as being less, you know, being more innocent. And, and maybe the intention wasn't there, that the intention here with with the people who tweeted to Sarkeesian are clearly wanting to hurt her. Yeah. That is and that is the intention. And I will agree with you that he, that the um, the producer didn't intend to hurt her in the same way. But those same comments are all coming out of the same 
culture. They're coming out of the same seed in game culture. Yeah, see, that's really where I that's where I disagree that it's the it, that 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 they're coming from the same seed. And I also think that we need to choose. I mean, this is this is. Uh, I had no idea how um, huge a problem that we were facing with this mm. um, because I just I, I really was naive to the idea that there were actually guys out there still making those kinds of comments like they did on Anita's Twitter account. I mean, it just, I I was flabbergasted. And so given the mountains that we have to fight on, I'd rather fight on that mountain against the comments being made to Anita than to die on the hill about what the producer said. I can agree with you on that too. Um, and, and, and the comment about the cat call, there was, um, uh, uh, an executive that a female executive that was called up on stage during the event and apparently a journalist did a cat call when she got on stage, which I, I, I just find completely ridiculous. I don't know what moron this was, how unprofessional and, and stupid yeah. a thing it could be. Number one, I don't find a cat call that particularly offensive. I haven't had one in a long time, so I wouldn't mind it. But um, <laughs> but it was the wrong place in the wrong time. You're doing a job. That's not the way you act. I don't care how anybody interprets it, whether you interpret it as, as if someone is degrading you or whether someone's complimenting you that he shouldn't have been doing it period right right i mean it was just idiotic unprofessionalism right that the, the, to me the battle that's um the scariest is the one that we should be the most concerned about and that is the individual gamers the men and the boys that are being raised right now to refer to women um, by the C word, by the B word, um, we're trying to keep the show clean, um, <laughs> and, and still do that and still refer to her as someone who needs to stay in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Right. That, I, I mean, it, I, I don't know, it just it freaks me out. Oh, that, yeah. It, but it's still, it's still so rampant in our society. It's, it's just... I mean, I I just had a a Twitter conversation with um, a friend of mine, Ben Rowland, and he said, um, he he tweeted that he was looking for information on how to deal with an insubordinate employee. And when he typed into Google, how do I deal with an insubordinate, the first option that came up was wife. Hmm. So apparently that's a pretty common search term. <laughs> well, see, I wouldn't go that far. Well, it, I mean, number one, you're you're basing that off of a, a man-made search program, which I find nefarious to begin with, um, for their motives. <laughs> because when I when I went out and I I was like, okay, I want to know how immediately recognizable this apparent rape phrase is. So I did a Google search on it Mm -hmm. and it was not what came up. It was not the most apparent, the not the most frequent. I had to dig around to find the references to this. Mm -hmm. So I I, I mean, I had no intention of bringing that up because I didn't feel like that the data was valid. Uh No, but it's, it's an interesting point though. And I actually use that as part of my analysis when I was writing the dissertation and looking at the difference between the, the um, phrases, uh, girl gamer, gamer girl, and women gamer Mm, in terms of the different types of uh, sites that came up related to the different searches. 
and was using that to point out exactly how important language is and part of my reasoning behind, you know, being game on girl rather than game on woman or something to that effect. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily invalid, but, and, and I don't know what the algorithms are that come up with, you know, this is the next thing that pops up or, you know, but, but the fact that that was even something that was considered in that, in that phrase, um, you know, how do I, how do I deal with an insubordinate wife? How come it couldn't have been, how do I deal with an insubordinate husband? (laughs) And that been the first search parameter had I've had a different reaction to it. Yeah. Why do we have to deal with insubordinate partners anyway? Shouldn't it be a partnership in general? Where is the equality people? Yeah. Yeah, See, that's, and to me, that's where the, the, how revealing the comments were, on Anita's Twitter account um, because it was completely lacking the idea of it. Well, besides just, it it was just completely ignorant, but the idea of equality, it was still this, you know, shut up and stay in the kitchen kind of idea. And I just don't understand you're being taught this, right? Um, You're being shown this. It's, it's, it's something modeling this behavior. Exactly. Right. Right. And, and, and that's and that's it, what's scary. Yeah, and that's that is what's scary. And I would say that that's what's scary with with you know whatever the interpretation is of of the language of the words that are used in these situations. When you're doing any of this in public, you know I I, I find it interesting too that on the the Tumblr page where um, Anita put up all the tweets that she she put their their Twitter accounts. I was very tempted to on a couple of them to like you know, tweet back to them. So I know you don't, you know, they don't listen and they wouldn't listen. So I don't actually engage any of the trolls, but I do have my little fantasies because one of the tweets were women don't belong in video games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like, oh, just blatantly, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, you know, you don't need to play. We don't, women don't need to to play or develop or design win, video games, you know. And why is it important that they're female, you know, protagonists? That's just stupid feminist crap. You know, all, all these kind of comments. And I want to, you know, kind of tweet back to them. And I'm like, you couldn't be more wrong. But, but you know, I know they won't listen. So <laughs> No, no. I don't actually. You don't, don't need to introduce that. I don't. That yeah. horribleness on yourself. No, absolutely. I have I have no desire to actually do it. But, but I do. I, I. I I hope that what kind of comes out of something like this is if perhaps people who who follow Sarkeesian and who follow us, who are listening to us, who listen to Game on Girl, and and have the kind of um, uh, you know understand the ideology that we're trying to communicate, you know, it, it it's not about anybody being better than anybody else. No. It, it's really just about being respectful. Yep. And that's what is is lacking in all of this because it's disrespectful yeah. to tweet back to somebody who has just an observation about a press conference. It's disrespectful. I'm sorry to catcall to somebody who's a professional walking up on a stage in a yeah. you know professional setting. And it's disrespectful to make a comment about just relax, it'll be over in a second to somebody who you're playing a video game with on a stage in front of, you know, the world, essentially. Yeah. Those are all instances of disrespect. And if we want gaming to be the kind of warm and welcoming environment and culture that we believe it can be, these are the things that need to change. And I know that yeah, I'm probably preaching to the choir here for everybody who listens to the show. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you and I disagree, so I'm yeah. sure some of our listeners disagree. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I talked to uh, several of my friends today too, and and got different 
got different opinions. I mean, I, I don't know the the trash talking. I mean, the more I think about it, the dumber that whole situation was, I don't know whose idea that was to even have a PVP live on stage. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I don't know. Idiots. It, it, it was, it was bad. And the thing is too, is that's like, for me, I, I look, I'm not much into fighting games in general. So the draw wouldn't have been there, you know, but now I'm like, whatever, there's no way I'd ever go near that. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's bad. You know, I'm, I, I've slowly become more interested in playing PVP as I've, you know, gained confidence maybe more as a PVP gamer and playing against people on, you know, like Steam and different things and uh, Left 4 Dead and other places. Uh, so more, I'm a little bit more comfortable with it now. But then I see things like this and I'm like, oh, this is the real reason why this doesn't really work for anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? And I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell, I'll tell you what I, I'll concede. I, I don't, I, I still don't completely see that we immediately have to say that he was attacking her as a woman with a rape reference, mm-hmm. but I will concede that he was dis- completely disrespectful yes. of the gamer he was playing against, yes, absolutely. knowing who she was, what her role was, and what her gaming experience was. Yes. It was completely unnecessary. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly. I mean, agree. even if even if he had said, I'm going to beat your face in, ooh, look at you, yeah. any of that would have been right. inappropriate for that moment. It didn't even have to be a right person. Oh, no, I, I agree. I agree. That, that, that's the core of it, I guess, is that it, yeah. is, it is, you know, inappropriate language. You know, words are powerful. Yeah. The things you say to people are important yeah. and powerful. Yes. And we need to be conscious of that. And everybody needs to be conscious of being respectful. You know, I've had times when I've been, you know, gaming with friends and I'll get a little braggy and I'm like, oh, that was really probably not particularly appropriate. <laughs> or, you know, and I would never make, you know, totally insulting comments at someone. But, you know, everybody needs to be sensitive about this, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with trash talk. I mean, it's part it's part of the fun of competition as long as I mean, I, most people know where the lines are at I, and when they cross them. Yeah. And we we have we have a lot of fun in our guild when we play games. We trash talk a lot, but we also know, know and love each other. That's that's there's a big difference. Yes. When you you know that's you play yeah. exclusively with people you have relationships with. Yes. Established long term relationships with. And that is a completely different dynamic than, you know, being in a public PvP thing where you're playing yes. against people you don't know or being, you know, on a stage playing against someone, you know, in a very public arena. Um, you know, that that's just a completely different thing. And I can understand your reasoning for wanting to play with people that you know and love. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. this is the kind of crap that does happen. And, you know, there's websites like Fat, Ugly, or Slutty that still exist, which are yeah. dedicated to tracking comments against, you know, women gamers. So, I mean, we have to, again, I, I like to go with the statistics and the data that's in front of us. But even if you just count the number of comments that Anita got on her Twitter account, I mean, it's really a drop in the bucket if you yeah. look at the population of men. Yeah. But I... I still think it's the the extreme of the attitude and that it that it still exists at that level. Yeah. And that that to me is the biggest threat to being a female and growing up w- knowing what a female is supposed to be and um whether she's safe or not. That the idea that that kind of idea is still being taught is is what the problem is. I agree. 
Well, we, uh, we've had fun talking today. We would love to hear your feedback. You know that. Absolutely. And we've got all kinds of social media sites. You can uh, contact us or you can post on the blog, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, be sure and let us know what you think about. And there's probably going to be a lot more coming out of E3. Let us know what you think. This is only the beginning. <laughs> Well, we're going to be starting a new segment, and Regina and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, major genres and what ways we're geeking out in those genres. Yes. And yeah, and, th- and this week we're going to talk about what we're reading, what we're watching, and what we're playing. And Regina, what are you reading right now? Uh, right now I am reading Wild Magic, which is the first book in the Immortal series by Tamara Pierce. And Tamara Pierce wrote one of my all-time favorite, um, she's a young adult author, she wrote one of my all-time favorite series um, about Alana, who was a, a first female knight in this mythical realm called Tortal. And she's one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite book, female book heroes. Um, she's got purple eyes, and she's just a really powerful character. And so it finally dawned on me um, a couple of months ago that she had probably written other books about the same land. I had read Mm, the Alana series like many, many years ago. And I've read it two or three times the whole series at this point. And so I was like, oh, you know, she probably has other things (laughs) that she's written. So I went and I found one of them, but I searched on my Kindle and I bought like the first in a series off my Kindle. And I actually skipped to the series that's after the series that I'm reading now. So I kind of know what's kind of coming at the end of this the series. I'm in the middle series right now. So the Immortals is the middle and the Protector of the Small is the one that I, I finished recently. So this cool. this one, uh, Wild Magic, talks about, I think it's Dane is how you say her name, D-A-I-N-E, is a, um, she's a, a mage, sort of, who has a special relationship with, with animals. So she can actually talk to them and communicate with them. Um, a little like Dr. Doolittle, I guess. Um, but she doesn't actually speak. She can just speak with him in her, in her minds telepathically and can sort of help and control and heal them. And uh, this is her origin story. So it's talking about where she came from and how she discovered her magic. And it's been, it's been a really fun and really interesting story, the way that she's sort of gotten in touch with the different animals. And I was just reading a scene where she realizes she can hear and communicate with whales because she's at the ocean for oh, the first time. Awesome. And she doesn't know what's going on because she steps into the ocean water for the first time. And all of a sudden she hears this singing and she doesn't know what the singing is, but she can hear it because she stepped into oh. the water. So it was a really like just beautiful scene. So uh, that, yeah, that sounds like a really cool. Moment. It's a really, yeah, it was a really cool moment. It's a really cool book. And that's just one of sort of multiple examples of how she's come to realize that she can communicate with different animals so yeah it's really I tell you those are the moments that I really like and I miss from books are those moments that stop you mm-hmm. and you you're completely in that world and and they get you yeah exactly and that's exactly how I felt I was like oh wow I can you know you can just imagine where you can put yourself in the place of that character yeah and those are the art the authors that I love is when I can kind of step into and say and I can relate to my own life you know essentially the basic ideas everybody has their own special powers and that's one of the overarching themes in all of Pierce's work it seems is everybody recognizing their strengths and using them to the best of their ability and that's a theme I can definitely get behind yeah yeah so what are you reading um I just finished Ready Player One by Ernest Cline 
And I really love my weekly phone date with my friend up in uh, Pennsylvania because he's always given me great recommendations for books. And I had never heard of this one. And it is basically, it's about a um, a future type world and they've um, undergone the the globe has undergone terrible uh, global warming and natural disasters. And, and we've just, you know, it's all gone to hell in a handbasket. And the, there's a big game designer, uh, very Wozniak, Steve Jobs, like <laughs> um, Bill Gates that designs an MMORPG that basically becomes the earth's new reality because the earth is such a horrible place to live pretty much everybody does everything in the game Oasis. Mm. Um, They've even moved the public school system into Oasis. Wow. Um, Everybody has an avatar. There are, it just seems like an infinite number of worlds that you can visit and uh, people can hide their identities in some locations in the public school system. You can't particularly hide your identity. There are certain areas where you can't fight, but everybody pretty much does everything in Oasis. That's where they live. That's where they make their money. And this uh, starts off with the uh, the main character is Percival, and he's extremely impoverished. He's an orphan. And the designer of the game passes away. And he announces that he has put an Easter egg in the game, and that whoever finds it will be the one that inherits his fortune. Oh. So everybody suddenly is seriously into playing the game Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about uh, motivation. Yes, Mm -hmm. very motivated. Um, There are a lot of uh, twists. There are several storylines. There's a a political and capitalistic uh, thread through there. Of course, the bad guys who want to win the uh, Easter egg. Um, Some great stories. And there was one of those moments where I was sitting there reading the book, and they did something, and I just went, no! (laughs) I love those moments. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. This isn't right. It's not supposed to go like this. Uh, And uh, it wrapped it up really well. It's also, I think, um, a pretty good book, even though it's set in the future. mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty good book to give people an idea about what an MMORPG is like. Yeah. Um, Because pretty much everything happens in there. Now it's, yeah. Yeah. Now there's a whole lot going on in the game that's not possible. In an MMORPG, into by today's standards, mm-hmm. it's definitely a futuristic view. Right. But you can get the idea of the the mentality of the people who play and why they play. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah. This is a good book. Cool. I I'm going to have to check that out and take that. As- so we're between seasons right now. But is there anything in particular you're watching? Uh, I've been watching, rewatching Succeed Under. Um, which I haven't watched since the, well, this, I, I'm in the middle of season three now. Um, I had watched seasons one and two multiple times cause I had introduced them to several different friends. Uh, so I'd watched those. So I'm in season three, which I'm not as familiar with right now. So, and I forgot, uh, exactly how many like strong female characters there are in six feet under mm-hmm. and strong in very different and unique ways. And I'm yeah. really enjoying sort of rediscovering that. It's been a lot of fun. Now, why in particular do you like Six Feet Under? What's what do you think's good about it? Well, I love the dark humor. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. I think it's so it's terribly twisted, and so there's lots of like 
did that really just happen? And, <laughs> and that, but I think truly it, the characters in it are some of the most developed characters in any TV show mm. I've ever watched. And nice. I, I think the, the attention to writing and really arcing the stories in a way that makes you want to know more about these characters. And I won't, I won't give, in case anybody hasn't watched it, I mean, it's, it's not a new series by any stretch of the imagination, but I won't um, give much away. But the way they, the way they ended it and the way they handled the characters really just made it feel like you followed them through their lives. And I thought that wow. that was really beautifully done. So, Did you ever watch Dead Like Me? I did watch Dead Like Me. I love that show. Yeah, that was really a great. Good. A great show. This, you know, an interesting sort of take on life after death, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. That also had a lot of uh, strong female characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah, it did. What are you filling your time with while we're in between? Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really love television. Um, I, it's, it's probably my favorite media. I love to read. But, Don't but get me wrong. The, the Bachelorette's on right now. <laughs> I do not like reality television. I just, no, it's, it's the only, I tell you that I, I, I won't say I, I don't watch it. I <laughs> love Project One Way. Mm, yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. But outside of that, I, just reality television is ruining television, in my opinion. But so. I'll talk about uh, no character development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how that might not be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, well, I. Uh, because we d we have just the basic cable, I went ahead and was able to watch all the way through Dexter Season 7 and American Horror Story 2. Finally finished that up. I know it's been out a while. Season 7 was uh, really good. I've been very nervous uh, for the series of Dexter because when you get into seasons this late, you're like, they, they seem to be running out of ideas. Mm, There's yeah. no development. Nothing's yeah. unique. And I was very, very pleased with what they did because when the season ended, I really wanted to know what was going to happen next. Oh, that's that's a that's you know the best sort of affirmation you can have for a show. I said, I want to know what's happening next. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't finished them yet, but I have been checking out the um, Netflix series for Arrested Development. Oh, the new episodes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched those yet either. Yeah, I I know that I haven't heard anything. I know they've gotten mixed reviews. Um, you know, about the only thing that I can say is that I think that they they did the best that they could do, considering that all these actors are in other projects, mm -hmm. right? And that we love these characters, we love this story, and I it, to me it's an example of how you know. Unless you're going to get a cast back together and reboot the series in full blown, like with Firefly, mm -hmm. don't do don't do this with Firefly. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the it's the combined cast with the investment of uh, a long term relationship that it, that really makes that work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love seeing them again. I, I can't deny it. And I, I love them and appreciate them for thinking of us and doing it. Well, they were um, very unique characters. So it's, it's, and it, it's nice to kind of have them come back for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So are you getting any playtime in? Uh, I've gotten a little bit of playtime in. I took some time this weekend and I tried out a new game that I think you need to come play with me. Oh, do tell. <laughs> I actually tried it out at PAX Prime last year, um, Marvel Heroes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to come play Marvel Heroes. 
Oh, I didn't know you'd played. So mm-hmm. um, what did you play? I played you- Storm. Oh, okay. And she's fantastic. Um, I really like hitting people with lightning. Oh, yeah. That was very much fun. Um, I think I got to about level nine. I played for about three hours um, Sunday this weekend. So um, it was really fun. It's free to play. So. Oh, really? You have no reason not to come play. It's one of those things, though, where you don't get all the characters free. That's okay. Right? You have to kind of build. You can you can gain the characters as you play. So I had unlocked somebody by the time I had finished playing. I forget who it was. I got a drop that unlocked a character. Oh, cool. um, and there are some characters I think you do have to buy if you want to, like, play the Hulk or I think any of the Avengers characters. You okay. actually have to pay for those. But... Um, everybody can pick up cars and throw them. It's pretty much a Diablo-like game with Marvel characters. Oh, okay. It's a dungeon cool. crawler, but an, but an MMO dungeon crawler, so you have other people. You know, you can yeah. play with your friends. I was playing with Mark. Um, but you can um, uh, play uh, by yourself, but you still run into other people who are playing as well. So it's it's pretty fun, and it's got great graphics. I mean, it's Marvel. Yeah, it, well, it yeah. sounds like fun. It is. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, so you you need you need to you need to come play, Rhonda. Yeah, well, I you know if I can find some time to play, that's all. <laughs> like all I want to do is is I want to play my games. It's a very much that we mentioned on here before, an escapist thing mm-hmm. for me. De, you know, de-stressor and stuff, and I just never get any time in. Um, I'm halfway through Laura Croft. It's a wonderful game. Very, uh, very pleased with that. I'm glad She's, you like uh, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. still. I haven't. I haven't made the the purchase yet because I just haven't had enough time to play anything. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I was really excited that Marvel Heroes was free to play. Yeah, and um, I've had Civ Five for a while. I've never finished a game, but I've been playing it. This one thing I've been playing it during lunch at work because I can go in and do a few turns. Although it's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> But I've gotten farther than I ha- ever had before. Oh, it's a wonderful good. game. But strangely enough, I started uh, Plants vs. Zombies over again on my phone. And I've already played all the way through it once, and I'm almost through it a second time. I don't know what, what got in my bonnet about that, but I've been well, having a blast. Is it because Plants vs. Zombies 2 is coming out in July? Hmm. hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, because when I'm playing the game, it comes up with an ad. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I have to get my fix in before the new one comes out. Yeah, yeah. And I I was, uh, um, I've gone out to see the trailer. And I, of course, I never get enough. I never can see enough. But I'm very excited about the new one. Me too. Me too. It's about time. And and just playing through it again and just appreciating the simplicity and the, the, the dead on success of, yeah. of how they developed yeah. that game. I, repl- I replayed it. Um, oh, the last time I was on a plane. So about six months ago, I started replaying it on my um, iPad and had never played it on the iPad before. So I started from scratch and I was like, I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> no, it I'm is just a winner. It, it just, it just continues to hold, hold up. So I actually, I actually, I think PopCap ha- has a lot of games that are like that, that even they're like, you know, free download games. I really mm-hmm. appreciate the way that they handle them in terms of what you, you can play their basic game without paying anything for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. other than advertising, they're, you know, buying things from them for that game. They don't run like random ads for websites or other games or other apps or things like that on their games. 
Um, and I, I really think that that holds an amount of integrity a lot of mobile gaming doesn't do. So I appreciate that. Cool. So yeah, PopCap, go, 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 PopCap. <laughs> wow. I, well, I, I'm in love with this segment now because there's nothing I like better than getting good recommendations for stuff. And yeah. the, the the books you mentioned sound great. I've never seen Six Feet Under. Really? So, no. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You have got to watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. You're going to love it. Oh, my. Well, after you mentioned it, I went to, I went out on Amazon Prime and bought the pilot episode. And, yeah, it's, it's definitely something up my alley. Yeah. Definitely. And it, it just for the pilot, you know, that the, where they have, like, those little fake commercials. They don't. <laughs> God, it's a brilliant. I thought were hilarious. They only do that in the pilot. They don't continue. That. Oh damn! Wow. Oh, those were fantastic. But to reference all of the the gadgets that are advertised, you see throughout all five series. All oh, five that's wonderful. Of it. So it it is it is really. I think I think you'd really like it. You you have to uh, check that. Yeah. Well, be sure and let us know what you're reading, watching, and playing, and we'll uh, pass on all the good recommendations that we can think of. You've been listening to Game on Girl. You can find all of our social media connections on our website, gameongirl.com. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M, or you can email Rhonda at gameongirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. And many thanks to Rhonda for putting this uh, very last-minute E3 script together today. <laughs> oh, it's so easy to talk with you. <laughs> I know. And thank you for a great uh, conversation and uh, mini-argument. I love when we do that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, hopefully our listeners can tell that we get along enough that we love this the challenging discussion. I love a challenging discussion. Me too. Me too. Especially and still when, be respectful for each exactly, other. Exactly. Which, which, as we as we noted, we, we're seeing a certain lack of respect in E three. So, we can respect each other, and that's that's fantastic. So, let us know what you think about the goings on at E three, and we'd love to have your recommendations for our uh, geeking out segment. So, if you have something you'd like to suggest for us to play or to read or to watch. Make sure to give us that feedback at GameOnGirl.com. On GameOnGirl.com, you can also find st- uh, links to iTunes and Stitcher for the Game on Girl podcast and articles written by our writers. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media. And the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks for listening. And until next time, game on. Game on.